This is the Movie Hall of Fame. I'm Nico. That's Adam Hall. Hello. What's up, buddy? Eh, not much. <laughs> not much. <laughs> not much is going on. How can you say not much? I guess there's a lot going on. It's a once in ten year uh, reevaluation of the film canon. It's here. I'm not not sure I should care so much anymore. How, how can you say nothing is happening? It was like Christmas morning when this thing for you. Yeah. No, oh you know, man. No, it's funny because I I you know I I got very excited when you told me about it, and then um, I totally forgot about it completely. And, and then you messaged us, and I was like, oh shit, it's out, cool. And then I I started looking through the list. Hmm. And it was like watching the Star Wars prequel trilogies for the first time, you know? Oh, yeah. It was like, what? <laughs> what? Sight and sound, baby. What? It's, it's back with another once-in-a-decade poll. This is kind of the list, you know? If you're a film fan, this is kind of it. Like, you know, the AFI does an okay job but like yeah. those exclude foreign movies and why is it viewed as the list i don't i've never fully understood that well it's weird so i was i was looking at the voting history on this and i i, I don't know i found this very illuminating right so 1952 was the first year they did this poll bicycle thieves was voted the best movie of all time it's fine uh again this is 52 though so so many of the you know the the movies of the 60s and 70s oh, yeah. that went on to redefine the genre not even come out yet yeah but 63 people voted in that one. Mm-hmm. Then in 62, Citizen Kane took over the number one spot, 70 voters. Then another 10 years later in 72, 89 voters. I don't know the numbers in 82 and 92, but in 2002, only 145 voters. And not until 2012 did they really bump up those numbers to 846. And now this time there's 1600. So there's more wow. voters this year than there have been in the entire history of the poll combined. Gotcha. Uh, so th- the short answer is I don't know. I don't know why this is the definitive one. I, I don't know why these critics were, uh, you know, knighted as oh, I see. <laughs> the authority on film history and the canon. But Well, you know. I have an issue with that. I mean, it's it, is it maybe it's the time in which these come out. You know, it's a you know, it's a decade until you get the next one. It's that kind of thing. So it's special. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Right. But my other question is like, why the critics? Why why are their lists the best lists? Yeah, and this is more evident thing. now. This has always kind of been the case. I've always somewhat disagreed with the critics list, but in the past they were they were fine. Yes. I, I I thought they were interesting enough. And even when I didn't fully agree with them, I didn't necessarily have a lot with like the background as to why they picked this movie or that movie or that movie. I just thought, well, that's an interesting choice. It's not there's no such thing as the definitive list this is an arbitrary thing that we're making up in our heads yes and the fact that we're viewing it that way is stupid <laughs> well okay but yeah <laughs> go ahead <laughs> but it does drive the that co- being said this is so wrong this whole list is wrong yes i know i know <laughs> it's a very frustrating 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 list yeah it kind of drove me insane um yeah but see isn't this the paradox though it's like yeah, no it's of fr- course well, like how can you possibly rate art Oh, well, you tried it and you got it so wrong. Like, well, but but this is the funny because this was I mean, it makes sense that we're frustrated about this. It's it's coming after the 2010s, which is the, the most baffling, divisive, toxic decade in films we've seen in a long time. I, I am of the opinion that the 2010s sucked. 
I disliked yeah, them. Yeah. I actually disliked them more than the 2000s. Yeah. I was really thinking about this. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, if identity crisis doesn't describe it, I don't know what does. That was a weird decade where no one seemed to really know what to do. No one seemed to know how to talk about it movies. It was very corporate. I it, mean, it's part of it. And it was rough, man. Listen, I, I think it's the first decade since the 50s where there was a major shift in distribution yeah. and how media was consumed. And it's the first time since, again, the invention of the television that movies really had their dominant status challenged. Mm. And there were all of these other threats to people's time. Yeah. You know, even in the 2000s, like it still felt like movies were at the center of the culture. Oh, in absolutely. A way. And they just weren't over the last 10 years. And I think, uh, you know, to a certain extent, this list is grappling with that idea. Oh, yeah. You know, that what is film now? Like, what constitutes an important movie when people aren't watching movies anymore? <laughs> How can you call a movie influential when there aren't enough directors to be influenced by them? <laughs> you know, so it's just an interesting point. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of directors, I would I would still say. But I guess what those directors are, have chosen to do, yeah. uh, they've some of them have steered away from film. That's the other upsetting thing. Right. But like as I as I said uh, uh, earlier a little bit is that like the way we talk about films is very different and highly highly influenced this list in my opinion mm-hmm. to such a degree that it was it's I hate to say it kind of devalued this list for me it re, it's in it. it uh, I've been saying it for a while, like film criticism has been going down the toilet for the last 10 years, but this might have been the final nail in the coffin. It's the legacy it can be remembered by. <laughs> this was bad, bro. I was like, what's the fucking All point? Right, okay. What's the All point? All right, chill out. It's bad, like, man. Okay. But I was reading other reviews and I was just like... Yeah, guys, this person's full of fucking shit. All these people are full of shit. What am I doing? Okay. Um, <laughs> it did make me, maybe not necessarily completely throw film criticism in the trash, but it did make me re, re, reevaluate a lot of the voices I thought I knew. Okay. A uh, lot to unpack here. So yeah. we're going to spend the next hour talking about this sight and sound list, and we're going to dig into it. <laughs> it's uh, like, going to be a muddy conversation. We're, but... we're going to talk about the number one film of all time, the greatest yeah. film of all time. We are going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to present our alternative ballots at the end. Uh, but here's here's how I want to start the conversation kind of broadly. I, I was thinking about, <laughs> as I often do in life, the television series Survivor, uh, which is, uh, you know, something that I, you know, it's an institution in my life that if it goes away one day, I will be, uh, I will be yeah, half a man dead. or I might just be dead. Yeah. Uh, Survivor is a social experiment. It is democracy in its purest form. (laughs) Put people on an island, have them build their own society, and have themselves vote each other out. And then at the end of it, you got to choose who did the best job of voting out the other people. Uh, when, When they get down to the final three survivors on the island, a jury of their peers, the prior contestants, come back and decide who the winner is. And they go to a vote. And instead of voting against a person, you're finally voting for a person. Uh, and as a as an avid uh, uh, member of the Survivor community, in fact, that's how I got my start in podcasting. Yeah, that's was right. uh, you know in the Survivor reality TV community. One of the debates that you often see on social media and on podcasts and on blogs is uh, a debate about whether or not a person was a deserving winner. Did this person deserve to win? Was the right person awarded the million dollars at the end of the day? And the conversation, eventually, once you get past all of the, 
you know, bickering about strategy and gameplay and, mm. you know, physical dominance, whatever, it'll, it'll eventually get to the same place. And that is, well, the point of the show is to get people to vote for you. Yeah. So if you got people to vote for you and it's more than the people that wanted to vote for the other guy, then you deserve to win by the definition of the game. But it's a game. Right. This list, what's deserve mean? Okay. What's best movie of all time mean? I don't think we still know what that means. And and also, <laughs> what is the purpose of the list, right? Like, mm. is the purpose of the list to be a reflection of film history? Mm. Is it meant to be a syllabus for film school? Is it the films that you watch at, in <laughs> Cinema 101? You know, is it meant to... Uh, reflect the tastes of critics throughout time or is it meant to reflect the taste of critics now is it meant to be a list of favorites is it meant to uh sort of reassess history through a modern lens or must you look at movies the way that we looked at them when they first came out uh i don't think the british film institute and sight and sound has done a particularly good job of defining what that answer is and I think maybe that's where some of the hangups uh, come from. Because, you know, when you ask the question, well, what's the greatest movie of all time? Like, mm-hmm. well, it's the movie that got the most votes. That's just no well, why does a movie get the most votes? Because it's the greatest of all time. Yeah, and now yeah. you're in this feedback loop, Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, why did it? Yeah, exactly. Why did it get the most votes? Is the, what is, because the most people liked it. Well, I mean, like. Yeah, but what, what, what does it mean that they liked it? You know, what does it mean? You know, how does it stack up next to this film? What's the point? You know, how right. can you properly judge that very question? So there's no know. such thing as this list being wrong. I mean, the list can't be wrong by definition. Not, not just because film is subjective yeah, and it means yeah, a different yeah. thing to everyone and. And uh, what you value in a movie is different than what someone else values in a movie. No, literally, the purpose of the list is, in my opinion, to survey what modern critics view as the most important movie throughout history. Sure. Not critics 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 30 years ago. What they feel now. And by that definition... Mm -hmm. The list succeeds at reflecting those tastes. Yeah. (laughs) Beautifully, I would argue. Yes. Yes. I don't have an issue with with that. Now, here's the hang-up, though. Here's the hang-up. Whatever, like in the game of Survivor, whatever parameters you put on the game is going to accentuate certain biases, and it's going to downplay other biases. Yeah. So, for instance, by allowing movies that were released last week to be included in the survey, you have opened yourself up to recency bias. Mm -hmm. And... That's not new, by the way. Everyone's acting like this was the first time a movie got in too soon. There are plenty of examples. La Ventura came out in 1960. That made the number nine, the number two spot in 1962. Wow. Two years after it came out. Eight and a half came out in 63. Made the 72 list at the number four spot. Mm, whoa. Uh, Persona came out in 1966 made the number four spot in 1972 uh and then 2001 came out in 66 made the list number 18 at 72 so it's not new like human beings are susceptible to recency bias and i think the better debate than just like that was wrong (laughs) to be you know that film doesn't belong there that film does belong to be there is what's the parameters of the list what rules are we putting in there that are that the critics have to abide by what's the methodology that we're using who are we inviting into the club 
Who are we allowing to make these determinations? Because, and I think Paul Schrader articulated this uh, kind of sloppily in a Facebook post this week, but I don't think he's entirely wrong. Sight and Sound decides the list based on who they invite and how they tell them to vote. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. So, maybe... How they tell them to vote. Well, and just in terms of, like, you know, what's the criteria here? Uh, so there's there's a sort of bias, and even then with the people they choose to invite in, and you know, yes, okay. And Any the, system's gonna well, the, listen. Um, if you have a bunch of old white guys, like you're probably gonna have a bunch of movies directed by old white guys. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's a bias, and I think they tried correcting that bias in the last poll, and I think that's well, a fine, uh, reasonable thing to do. I will. There's nothing wrong with like it trying to even the playing field and trying to like like make it make it very you know as objective as you possibly can given the circumstances. But they can also go in the other direction, though, like they because they I agree with you. They definitely thought that they were, you know, trying to get rid of all those biases that were clearly there. But they went too far in the other direction, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, God, yeah, there were just so many baffling decisions. I mean, it, apart from the fact that there are just certain entries on here that I just flat out disagree with, where it's like I can't even wrap my head around why you concluded this movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And and specifically which ones they didn't, which like I listen, stuff's going to slip through the cracks. That's just the nature of this thing. But right? I guess my, my, well, my point is, is like we the science sound poll prior to this. One of the reasons why I guess we I valued it even when I was young, even when I was really, really little before the 2012 thing came out is because just by looking at it, I got the sense that there was a there was an attention to making it as fair as possible possible and or at least at least making it as objective as you possibly could well for me i think it was more like it's people it's it's experts who know more than me instructing me where to look (laughs) when i'm when i'm going through my own sort of film fandom my budding film fandom you're giving you a chance to at the very least you know that which was which was nice you know yeah it's a syllabus yeah sure (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i guess that's that's right yeah um and you know, they've always been transparent in what they're doing. I always felt that with the, with the other lists. I felt like I got it. Um, is it going to sound really weird? Well, here's my question. Like, should there be, you know, that much, like, personality behind, you know, how people decide this kind of stuff? Is that, that... Explain what you mean by personality. <laughs> okay. One of my lists includes Predator. Not one of the greatest films. I shouldn't be on this list. Yeah. But Predator would make your ballot if you were voting. Could. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? Sure. I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. I think if you went through some of the director's lists, you. Yeah. I think there's, you, there's some like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I found it to be an impossible process coming up with 10 movies. Process. Like it's yeah. really fucking hard because yes. there are hundreds and hundreds of movies yeah. that are on there. I have. Uh, what, did, what did I do? I think I did. Uh. Uh, five l- different top tens of a uh, or no ten yeah ten different. What did I do? <laughs> what have you done, Adam? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did eleven. I did a top eleven five times. So fifty, fifty five, fifty. Yeah, fifty five movies. I think. So goodness. Yeah, because I was like, you can't do this. Right. <laughs> you can't do this. It's impossible. But then in the process of doing it too, you just realize like, yeah, what is the point of this? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we do? And I think a lot of the like. Again, like the question of like the recency bias is, 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 I guess something we'll dig into, but yeah, I'm, I'm, would the list be better if they didn't rank them? 
that would alleviate a lot of my I issues. They, I don't think they are ranked. Or you don't you mean the top 100 list? The top 100 ranked. specifically, yeah. Um cuz I like the idea of just a collection uh, of 10 I, movies. I think you need the greatest. Of I all. hate it. No, I think no, no, I got to no. know what the greatest of all time is. I don't want to see this list in alphabetical order. Oh, but I'm not sure I I, you know. I definitely don't. Yeah. I do not want to just see but I def- you know Parasite next to Citizen Kane and like you guess where it fell on the final list. No, I de- I need an order. Yeah, I don't need an order. This shit's fun though, man. Like it's here's not, the thing ultimately it's not that for me. Much fun. You you find it fun. I find it incredibly <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah. Like is there anything better to debate about than this list? Like it is Perfect Twitter fodder. Yeah, they, well, fuck it's Twitter. perfect. But to what end, though? There's you know, you're I mean, gonna... sometimes it gets ugly. Yeah, if, you, if gonna... you look at Paul Schrader's Facebook comments, well, I get, well, it definitely exists there. It's yeah, Paul Schrader, though. My point: yeah. you're never gonna find the answer. Is my is why I find it so frustrating. Yeah, but it's the debating that's fun. I mean, what, that's why we do it on this show. Yeah, we you, do lists all the time. Yeah, you debate to come to some kind of consensus, right? To come to some kind of answer. And I firmly believe you can't answer the question of what's the best movie ever made. No, you can't. But, no, but but you can maybe answer the question of what's the movie that people like the most i don't think you can do that either yeah. <laughs> i mean that changes tomorrow is my is, well is the okay problem. fair enough here here's the thing too 10 uh slots on each ballot yeah it's a nice round number i don't know if you can ask people to fill out a list longer than 10 i think if you tell them like do 20 maybe 20 you can get away with Really, the, the voters should be listing fifty to one hundred movies, I, I, if we're doing it correctly. Yes. I mean, you know, like for example, I was making my list. Mm-hmm. The Godfather made my list. Yeah. I mean, you could easily make an argument that Godfather Two belongs in the top ten as well. Yes, you can. But once I put Godfather One on there, now I feel the need to pivot and go the other way. And I gotta feel like, and this is gonna sound very like Tucker Carlson. Like bright Barty, and I I, please don't take it that way. Like I've I've given this a lot of thought, and I'm like trying to phrase this as uh, delicately as I can. But like, I feel like when with uh, Jean Dielman, like a bunch of voters said, we got to put one movie by a woman on our list, and that was the most popular choice. Okay. Not like a movie directed by a woman can't be the greatest of all time. I think you could make the argument for. Jean Dielman. We'll talk about it. Yes. I have one of my lists. Uh, and I love fucking Claire Denis, too. Like, uh, she, she's a, an Agnes Varda, and, like, these are yeah, great filmmakers. One, one but, of my favorite films of all time that is on one of my lists is Cleo from 5 to 7. Yes, one and of that, f- that came in at number 14. Yes. I, that, that, that was, I was so happy to see that. I, and I think it deserves that spot. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing... I just think, like, the... Having only 10 names on there is limiting. Yes, And I think Jean Dielman um, gets put on there kind of as a, uh, I don't want to say a token, because that sounds very flippant. I don't want to put it that way. But like, that to me didn't feel like everyone's number ones. It felt like everyone's number nine. <laughs> and the movie that everyone was the most passionate about, uh, the vote the, kind of got split. Like I the, was thinking about that. The, with, uh, the Oscar voting kind yeah, of sure. way stuff works in that way. Yeah, yeah the ranked choice yeah, voting, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's how you get CODA as best picture. Yeah. Like, another thing, no Steven Spielberg movies on this list. Yep. Well, that don't sound right. No, it doesn't. just doesn't sound right. No. I don't care how many ways you slice it. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many film fans you would survey that say that, you know, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is better than any single Steven Spielberg movie. Um, and that is clearly of an example of there's too many good Spielberg movies and each voter only had room for one. 
and yeah. then it, and so like so the process is flawed yes yeah right which i agree with you know yeah so maybe the lists have to be longer i don't know secondly this recency bias thing okay i think it is the biggest flaw yes i agree i completely agree of this list and i am as big a fucking defender of parasite and get out as anyone you will ever meet i love fucking get out how in the world do you expect me to compare get out and casablanca yeah how do you expect me to do it and listen <laughs> thank you you know how do you expect me to compare get out and raging bull I mean, I think Raging Bull is a better movie. <laughs> I'm fairly certain it is. It's definitely a better movie. But how can I begin to even analyze that question five years after the movie comes out? No, exactly. There is such a time, larger yeah. context. There's so much more scholarship that's going to be written about this movie. I have no idea how it's going to influence future filmmakers, no. how it's going to influence the industry, what it's going to say about our cultural moment now, how we're going to look at this period of American history, and how Get Out fits within it. Like... Even if it is better than Raging Bull, which I don't think it is, but even if it is, how the hell would I know in the year 2022? You have no clue. How would I know that Portrait of a Lady on Fire is better? Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, how would I know? Yeah. How, how can I begin to answer that question? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I know it's better than Jaws? Well, the answer is that you can't compare. You cannot compare. It's impossible to. And that is why this podcast, the Movie Hall of Fame, and our 10-year window mm. for movies to get into the Movie Hall of Fame is what Sight and Sound should adopt. Yep. That's why with with my list here, I didn't include any films that came out in the 2010s, not even those from 2010. I was like, it, it, I'm not even going to press that bubble. I'm not going to do no no fucking, uh, um, um, what, what would I have picked? I, I might have gone like, like, Social Network and Ansan D and a few films like that. But I'm like, no, right. no, not even doing that. Yeah. I thought Tree of Life might have gone on the list. It didn't get on. No. OK. Um, I had it spot on, didn't I? And I was like, did. yeah, get out. You called get out. It's like it's too. Yeah. <laughs> Those voters. <laughs> I thought Parasite maybe had an outside shot. Yeah. I thought Moonlight had an outside shot as well. And yep, it did yep, get me in. Too. Me too. But I, I thought now nah, like Tree of Life probably as late as they're going to go. And uh, somehow that didn't even get on. And more recent, I mean, and Portrait of the Lady on Fire. I mean, it's number 30 on the list. Plus, plus my mind that a movie from 2019 is on the list. I mean, smack to have him between Taxi Driver and Eight and a Half. <laughs> plus, like, I don't know. Like, that movie's fine. It's okay. It's, yes, it's okay. I, I, it's, it's so okay. It's okay. I respect that people like it. And I also think it's unfair to the movie now that it is it has to answer to the sins of modern film criticism. Oh, yeah. Right. As as a Schrader, who well, I don't think it was Schrader. Someone else made a comment about that, but it was pretty, pretty apt. And, and, and I felt. Yeah, I agree. I kind of felt bad for the movie because, yeah, because you're going to get a lot of people like us <laughs> that, that would go to these lists for stuff like that. And were really interested in a movie like Portrait on a Lady on Fire just by the fact that it is placed between Taxi Driver and Eight and a Half. Right. And I don't see a lot of scenarios of that working out. I'm very sorry, <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but <laughs> like it's a spot ahead of Psycho. That's that's rough, bro. Psycho, City Lights, Mirror, M, <laughs> like <laughs> Rear oh, Window. Oh my God! These are all like a couple spots behind it. It's like you're you're telling me that that <laughs> that that movie did more than those. It's ahead of those movies. It is ahead of all those movies. Wow. I mean, not to mention the movies that didn't even make the list. 
Like which? Oh my god! It's a whole other conversation. I mean, every Spielberg and like you can do this. You can do this all fucking day. But like, uh, Godfather Part Two fell out, which I told you the reasons why. I and I understand. Ray New Bull fell out. By the way, both of them made the director's list. I know, which I think is as we established the superior list. Rio Bravo, Wild Strawberries, Nashville, Chinatown, The Magnificent Ambersons, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh no! The Wild Bunch, Aguare, Wrath of God, (laughs) The Seventh Seal. And intolerance all fell out. The seventh seal <laughs> all fell out. What were they? What were, to make room? They were pit- for fucking Totoro, you know. Why were they so mad at Bergman? What did Bergman do? What the Bergman f- only had one movie. Persona. Persona was the only one that made it. Wow. He had four movies on last time. Persona's the only one still around. Should I mean? Don't you have to do this to like represent like the again? To, to me, the list is a representation of the history of cinema and all that is excellent. It is the canon. It, yes, in the history. Insofar as that a canon can exist, like an official canon can okay, exist. Okay, yeah. This is as close as we've gotten. So why don't you include a Spielberg movie for that reason alone? I mean, with a character that's that important to what movies are, who has made so many great movies, right. I don't understand that. Oh, why would you, I guess my other great question is like, why why do you kick him off and you put in a movie from 2019? And I'm not just talking about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I am also talking about Parasite, yes. which I adore. Love it. One of my favorite movies, it's probably. A great fucking movie. But it doesn't belong in the list. No. Maybe one day it will. Yeah, sure. I, I guarantee it will. And it, it's probably going to it's going to stay on the list from now until the end of time now, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Maybe not. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't believe that it will. No, that, that's that's the that's, fucking difference. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like when Mulholland Drive got on the list, when In the Mood for Love got on the list 10 years ago, like and now they're both in the top 10. Mm-hmm. They both. Mo- and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it's really cool when a movie debuts and you're like, you know what? I see where this is going. This feels like it's, it doesn't just feel like recency bias. It feels like this movie has had enough time to simmer uh, in the culture that now we kind of feel comfortable putting it on, not in the top 10 right away, but just putting it in the 70 to 90 range. But they did the work, and they did that. But that's the and thing. it was a it was a slow progression, as it should be. And that's now they're both there in the top ten. I haven't heard from a single person online, in my real life or otherwise, that is not thrilled about both of those movies being in the top. Yeah, that's 10. really cool. That's fucking awesome that both those movies are there. In the mood for love is the number fifth, number five movie of all time. Sick. We'll not debate that. No, it's awesome. When a movie from two years ago, three years ago, just pops up, though, like. And it pops up that high. That's the big problem more so. This thing no longer exists in continuity anymore. Yeah, because at least Parasite and Get Out are in the 90s, like the low, like the, you know, they're close to 100. So it's like, I fundamentally disagree with it, but you could have done worse in that in that way. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the portrait of a lady on fire is really the big one. What else is there, though, in terms of those like recency ones that just were frustrating? Um those I mean those were really it okay uh well one of the things that I, I I've seen people talking about online is that the 90s got largely ignored Ooh, which is really man. strange it's like the 60s 70s not so much the 80s were as represented this time as they've ever been um the early silent films 20s 30s 40s they kind of fell out of fashion that's frustrating because that probably shows that the newer body hadn't probably hadn't watched those movies right it's funny another thing people have commented on there's a lot of billy wilder on this list Mm. and it felt like those you know those um sitcom-y 
uh, 50s and 60s comedies that are like timeless that work now in a modern context those I think uh, definitely rose in estimation so well the, okay the, so this is tapping into something else does, does a list like this even really represent the truth to to you know the excellence of film history or does it just represent the voters I think it uh, well if of course because I, I mean it, obviously I mean listen yeah Pulp Fiction is not on this list is Pulp Fiction one of the 100 best movies of all time? I think so. Mm-hmm. I can see the argument that it's not. I can see that argument. It is undoubtedly one of the 100 most important movies ever made. Yes. It, and there, there is no question. And it feels like that entire era, for whatever reason, who knows if it's the directors themselves that have sort of fallen out of fashion, but like PTA didn't get a sniff. That's He's not been getting... He's one of... In, he makes great movies and a lot of people love him, but in terms of like like publications and like literary recognition awards recognition that guy gets his ass kicked right constantly so there's no pta no tarantino no cohen brothers and people have commented on that that's fucked up and even like some of like the the cultural movies like the iconic like the matrix for example Mm -hmm. not on the like that is a movie you would expect on this list if we're purely analyzing like impact cultural staying power Innovation, no Star Wars at all. Not yeah. even the first two. Yeah. No, I mean no Star Wars, and I get like there's a bias towards action. That's the other thing too. Yes, yeah, yeah, major bias towards action movies, which I don't understand. I've seen it from these types of people, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> having having worked with them in the past, there's a lot of resentment from you know certain critic cri- uh, critics out there that um I don't know what they're hanging. Yeah, but are like not like films. no kung fu movies. Like, yeah, I, no I Jackie that, where, Chan. Yeah, where was the police story movies? Yeah. Like the first two, especially. Where the hell are those? Those right. are those are masterpieces. Yeah, where's Crouching Tiger? I mean, yeah. where's any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, where's Enter the Dragon? Yeah, where's Hero? Where's the one? I I don't. Right. I no Michael Mann movies. I mean, none of that action. Like, uh, there's clearly a bias there. I do have to make a quick correction. Yeah, no, I, the the one. I, I meant the hero. I said I think I said both. Fuck the one. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That that's an awful movie. That should not be on the list. No, no, no. Yeah, the hero should be on the list. That's a that's that's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, no, not 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 the one. I mean, even the Kurosawa movies kind of got. Yeah, that's the, I noticed that too. I was like, what? Seven like, Samurai got on. Yeah, as I, I would imagine Rashomon. I'm sure was on there. I, uh, Rashomon was, um, and I think that was it. <sighs> really? I think that the was Throne it. of Blood. Throne of Blood made the director's list. Did Yojimbo make the director's list? Uh, the, I don't believe it did. Oh man, I don't think it did. Yeah, I don't know. The periods are kind of weird there. Uh, another. Th- uh, so I'll just list the directors that were snubbed. Okay, because there's a bunch. Just to get you angry. I know. I know. I mentioned no PTA, no Coen Brothers, no Tarantino. Yep. No Terrence Malick. Yep. No Robert Altman. No Ernst Lubitsch. <laughs> no Howard Hawks. Mm. I mean, no fault of that though can be assigned to. To your boy John Carpenter, who included four Howard Hawks movies on his, he ballot. did his best. He, he did his he best. He did his best. Sorry. <laughs> uh, For the record, also no John Carpenter movies. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean that's whatever. <laughs> no, I care about that. That guy needs to be on this list. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> he's got at least two. Yeah, but he doesn't care. You know, I know I mean? he like, doesn't that's... give. I don't. I don't care if he doesn't care. He's got movies that are important that should be on here. Carpenter, Only Angels Have Wings, Hawks movie, uh, Chimes at Midnight, the Orson Welles, Rio Bravo, another Hawks movie, <laughs> Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, Chinatown, uh, Bringing Up Baby, another Hawks movie, The Searchers, 
the uh, ex- uh, Exterminating Angel, uh, Scarface, another Hawks movie, the original, and uh, Vertigo. So that's funny. <laughs> Carpenter did his best, but no Howard mm, Hawks. Damn, sorry, Barrow. Uh, let's see. No uh, Cassavetes. That's a crazy one. No Cassavetes at all. No Louis Bunuel. No Werner. Yeah. No Cohens. No Woody Allen. What the hell? No Polanski? I guess I get the no Polanski thing. But no Polanski? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Even still, like... I know, exactly. It's like, who guys... Exactly. Just, you get... It's, they're, I, I guess that's the other big problem I had with this list. It just didn't feel like it was fucking honest. Yes. <laughs> right. Can I read Schrader's post? Yeah, tread lightly, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> For 70 years, the sight and sound poll has been made... Or has been a reliable, if somewhat incremental, measure of critical consensus and priorities. Films moved up the list, others moved down, but it took time. The sudden appearance of Jean Delman in the number one slot undermines the SNS poll's credibility. It feels off, as if someone had put their thumb on the scale, which I suspect they did. As Tom Stopper pointed out, in jumpers, in democracy, it doesn't matter who gets the votes. It matters who counts the votes by expanding the voting community and the point system. This year's SNS poll reflects not a historical continuum, but a politically correct rejiggering. Ackerman's film is a favorite of mine, a great film, a landmark film, but its unexpected number one rating does it no favors. Jean Delman will from time uh, from this time forward be remembered not only an important film in cinema history, but also as a landmark of distorted, woke reappraisal. Now, I think there was a um, more comfortable way of saying what he was getting at, because I, I think I, I agree with him in essence. I do. I do. I do. I think he kind of nailed it. I do. I do. Yeah, I, I, I think, yes, I think he nailed it. I think if you take away all of the, I think, overt political um uh dog whistles there i think like yeah i think he's kind of spot on because it's and it's frustrating especially for for that movie which you know we'll we'll get to because i i look at that movie and i you know i see i see uh, you know another timeline where over the years it does get to the number one spot um you will talk about that but um uh interesting movie but it it he's I remember like just my reaction to it. And I was talking with Jabril about this, but I, you know, I think it was, was that like 38 or something like that? I think it was 35. I think it was, no, I thought it was, maybe, th- maybe it was 38. But just the fact that it jumps from that to number one, I th- I don't know. It's, it, it's hard not to buy into that idea that it's like, okay, maybe this was a little more motivated than we initially thought. And that sort of takes away the authenticity of the list. Yes. I think I, yeah, again, what's authenticity? I, I, I know, but like, like you said, the movies, the, the time the movies had was the work that they put in to get to the spots that they're that they're in. You yeah, know? I mean the movies didn't do anything. To be clear, it's not like yes, they were I, campaigning. You know what I mean? That's like, not, yeah, but but they, I, I see what you're saying. In other words, like uh, it it doesn't feel like an organic shift in critical consensus. No. It's very sudden. No, yeah. and I think that's what Schrader kind of put in a comment later. It's man made, is what I'm. Yeah, I think at. it was like <laughs> the list. Was unreliable before, but now it is. It, but it was reliably unreliable. Sure, and so it's no longer reliably unreliable. It is just purely erratic, 
based on the voters that are included. Yeah. Not to say that the, that there shouldn't have been a change in the in the voting body anyway. Oh, I, yeah, I agree that there. I would argue there needed to be a change. It was too low a number before, and I imagine it was not diverse. No, exactly, and that's that was the the, the biggest issue with it. But I but <laughs> the problem is it did it did open up the, the the chances for more things to go wrong, as that usually you know as what usually happens. I mean, you you introduce more moving parts. There's more that can you know. You know, the, 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 there are going to be more gremlins in the machine. Yes. The, and the, yeah, that's kind of what we saw with the uh, Jean Dealman at number one, in my opinion. I still think, though, if you fucking get rid of the, the recent movies, no one complains. To a degree. Yeah. No, I I, 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 I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire is is getting people a lot more angry than Jean Dealman. I would agree with that, too. Yeah, because I'm not as angry at, at, at Jean Dealman, you yeah. know, especially after having seen it. But yeah, the Portrait yes. of, of a Lady on Fire thing is... Um, uh, again, it just makes me say "fuck this list." Right. <laughs> like, what am I even doing listening to this? Why do I? What? And the the reason why it gets me upset is because I'm like, I shouldn't be this frustrated at this. Right. But these fucking people are getting me so frustrated, <laughs> and I hate that they got one over on me. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's go to the director's list for a second because this is better, <laughs> and just compare. Yeah. So, uh, the the top ten in the critics list which for some reason is the definitive list i don't know why i feel like the practitioners of film should be the supreme authority and not the people judging them but mm-hmm. that's just me uh as someone that doesn't make them and judges them i <laughs> i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about uh jean dillman number one on that list vertigo number two citizen kane tokyo story in the mood for love 2001 a space odyssey uh beau Trevay, mulholland drive man with a movie camera singing in the rain it's pretty good it's okay. It's pretty good. Director's list. 2001 at number one. Citizen Kane at number two. Godfather at number three. Uh, a movie that I feel like, I don't know. There's a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, is pretentiousness the word? What, Godfather? There's kind of, I, it, I don't know. I'm sensing that there's a little bit of a backlash to the fact that the Godfather is embraced by the IMDb crowd. Oh. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been on film Twitter enough to yeah. critically analyze that. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's just the notion that like in pop culture, in like... <laughs> I mean, it still came in number 11 on the, I know. On the, on the critics list. But, but in, if you're like, if you're to ask a normie, <laughs> what's the best movie of all time? They're probably going to say The Godfather and there's pushback against that. Right. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Story at number four. Jean Dielman at number five. Uh, Vertigo at number six, eight and a half, uh, also at number six, tied. Uh, then you got Mirror, Persona, In the Mood for Love, Close Up. That's your top list. But movies like A Woman Under the Influence, which did not make the critics list, is on this list at number 19. Good. Uh, a movie like Raging Bull, number 22, Godfather 2, number 26. Sweet. Um, you know, what else here? Uh, Come and See made the director's list. Was that not on the... Did not make the critics list. Oh, my God. Right. This is what I'm saying. Don't Look Now made the director's list. Did not Fuck make. yeah. Did not yeah, make... I forgot about... Yeah, I did The critics that list. That's, a gr- oh, that's great. You know, Fanny and Alexander made the director's list. Eraserhead made the director's list. Um, Lords of Arabia. Good. Jaws, Good. Chinatown, The Conversation, Solo, 
Salo did? Wow. Salo made it. Wow. Uh, the Searcher. No, it just, I don't know. Did the Searchers make it? Oh, I must have. I think the Searchers made the main one. Um, let's see. Moonlight still made it. I mean, some of the modern ones still made it. Yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine made it. And Parasite made it. But That is surprising. I still don't. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like that to me is just the superior. Here, Here's my question. Way superior. Is there a little bit? And I'm not even, I don't even know if. Because again, this is the point of this exercise is you send out ballots, people fill them out with 10 movies that they like, and they send them back and you look at the results. So I'm not even saying that some of these biases should be quelled necessarily. But is there a little bit of elitism to some of these selections? And is there just a little bit of like, and maybe not even in the voting, but in how people have written about this list afterwards, there's a little bit of a like, uh... Jean Dielman is for us, not for the peasants. Oh. oh, not for those Philistines. Are you reading into that a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. I saw, okay, well, I certainly saw that with some of the reactions to like people, people who were getting mad and then the people who were getting mad at the people who were mad. Th- those were the elitist people that I was getting very, very frustrated with. Right. You know, and it's, it's not so much the list itself that, 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 that everybody... It's not so much like the the list does bother me, but like I'm less I am technically less bothered by that than the people trying to, you know, justify and then getting mad at people who disagree with it. Mm. You know, we had this as if that's not the whole fucking point of the exercise. Right. It's it's okay. And yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) we'll get it's okay if you don't like. John Dealman. It's almost in many ways designed that way. Right. We'll talk about that. But like, don't. <laughs> it is trying to pick a fight with you. That yes. Movie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Part yeah. of the, part of the fascinating things about that movie. Yeah. But like, it's like, what did you expect <laughs> to the people who are so frustrated by those other people, by those Philistines? Yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, what you're doing by putting that movie number one on the list. Like you, like. <laughs> And again, like I'm not even saying like film critics should do their thing, man. Like if that's yes, truly yeah. what what you believe, I, I, can't I s- I'm a little skeptical when you say that you believe it. That's what I okay. I mean, that's you. the yeah, thing. That's you know? the thing that I, I think I'm, I'm re- not sure we're being totally sincere, and that's kind of the flaw in we, this we've system. Been, we've been kind of dancing around totally, this, but but the point, the fundamental point that I ca- I've been wanting to make since seeing the list is yes, there just it just seems disingenuous, and I. It's like maybe through mass psychosis, you've cons- you've convinced yourself of some of this stuff. Right. That might be a little dramatic, but yes. like you said before, do you really believe that, or do you just feel like you have to do this? Feels like the list has kind of been ju- like, like like Schrader said. No, but yeah. feels like kind of the stuff has been. Oh man, what I mean? How do you how, what? What's even the phrase here? It. <laughs> Uh, they are they are trying okay i i understand what they're doing i get <laughs> I, I get why it's important to do what they're doing like elaine may for example elaine may it, it, a great filmmaker made like four movies in her life because mm-hmm. she couldn't get the financing yeah you know it made one ishtar and it was over for her mm. uh putting a bunch of elaine movies on the list in 2022 is not going to correct the fact that in 1982 she was not given the resources to do the movies that she wanted to make Sure. Right. So like there's no there's no correcting it now. Like there's no and that was what Schrader said, I think, in kind of an inarticulate way, but he's getting at something. And that is oh, if, yeah, yeah. if the history of film is old and white, then so be it. 
I don't agree with exactly the phrasing there, yeah. <laughs> but I understand what the point that he's trying to make. That is, by uh, by simply making a list more diverse now, yeah. you have not in in uh, hindsight made the 1950s and 60s more diverse. So there's a little, little bit of revisionist history going yes, on. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Yes, that's the phrase yes. I'm looking for. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yes, certainly. Anyway, isn't it stronger though? Isn't it a better? Isn't it real? If Jean Dielman doesn't get there this this decade, but maybe gets there next decade. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fine. Even if they want to put Portrait of a Lady on Fire on there at one point. Right. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it, there is something wrong with it, in my opinion, when you're... Ugh, I can't think... Yeah, I guess what we already said, though. When it just really seems like you don't believe it. Right. Do you really believe that? Right. You know? What'd you think of Jean Dumas? <laughs> it's great. It's pretty good. It's a great no. It's, it's not pretty just fucking good. tight. It's not just good. Dude, it's a I was great, coming into this movie. It's a great like, like arms crossed. Oh no, no 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 no. Oh, I wanted to tear it of new asshole. No, I, I really did. No, I knew this was going to be a really fantastic movie. Yeah, it was really wonderful. Um, My first time watching it. Your first time watching it as well. I think our experience with the movie was helped. Well, my in any way was helped tremendously because I kind of knew what the film was going to be based on discussions of the film prior, based on so many videos I've seen, like growing up, just like hearing people talk about this movie mm-hmm. and getting a sense of what it was through some clips. I was well prepared for it. I can imagine if you're not prepared for it, you would despise the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie I can't recommend to anybody I know. Nobody. <laughs> no. Not even cinephiles. This is a, this is a tough movie. It is, yeah. It's it, challenging. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a movie that is designed to get a rise out of you. It's a movie that is breaking every convention you can possibly imagine, while also somewhat adhering to a very traditional structure. It was sort of the weird thing about it is that it's it's there is a there is a rise it's kind of invisible but there is a rise that happens in an eventual climax Mm -hmm. that says something very specific that closes out at a very obvious point there are the three acts that are literally split up in this case Mm -hmm. um it just goes about it in the subtlest way i think i've ever seen and so so much so that the camera feels like a piece of furniture half the time Mm -hmm. Most all the time. What am I even saying? All the time. Should we explain what this movie is for people that haven't seen it? Let me explain. No, because I have the best analogy for this. Okay. Um, If you have ever been to an art museum, Mm -hmm. um, almost invariably, you are going to walk into a dark room where someone is projecting something up on the wall and they're playing some kind of footage and that footage... Nine out of ten times is just an old man walking from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen mowing his lawn, and that clip lasts for about ten minutes. Right. That's the movie. Yeah, I've I've heard it (laughs) described as a still life movie. Yeah. And I think that's kind of brilliant how it's put. Um, (laughs) That's what this is. Yeah, it's a movie about a woman that does chores, and you watch her do chores. And it's been described as an experimental movie, which is a, a phrase that I don't particularly like. I, because yeah. I don't think it's really descriptive of genre or conventions. It's more descriptive of entertainment value. Like, like is Citizen uh, Kane not experimental? You know, all like, movies are experimental. Exactly. Is The Matrix not experimental? Is Two Thousand One not experimental? Like, is Jurassic Park not experimental? Like, I, I think the word you're looking for is maybe avant-garde, avant-garde. generously or boring. <laughs> and that that's so often when they when the word experimental is used it's just like 
it means that the director is not trying to entertain you. I use it all the time, but usually it's 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 not pejoratively. I, I try to use it in a way that feels honest. But, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think if someone were to say, "Oh, it's uh, ambitious," right? That's another one. Yeah, you're always u- using euphemisms yeah. when you're you're kind of cagey about what you feel about the movie. Just like just. Just say it. If you're bored by the movie, you, that's fine. Oh, and make no mistake, movie's boring as fuck. <laughs> Obviously, boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's why it's awesome, right? Right. That's why it's that's why it's great. Three and a half hours long. Did you watch it all in one sitting? Uh, two sittings. Okay, I did it all in one sitting because I'm like, I need to be trapped with this movie. Oh, you, it, I think if you even if you do it in two sittings, you're just based on the way the movie moves, you're gonna be trapped with it. Yeah. Um, I almost did it in the in the one sitting. I think it's it's another one of those stupid instances where I watched it way too late. Yeah, you cannot watch this one late at night. <laughs> I well, I I watched it for two hours, two full right. hours, and and it was then it, then it was like two in the morning. I'm like, I I, I want to. See, I want to see the movie. I don't want to fall asleep. Yeah, so. I, mean, I I did it after football, which is the worst time to do it. I'd watch seven hours That's of football. Not a good combination. I put this thing on. Holy fuck! And like I again, I tried my best to just. It's tough when you're not seeing it in a theater and you're watching it at your home and you can pause it whenever you want. Like. I'm checking fantasy football scores and I'm like, I you were, oh, yeah, see, it, see, I tried to, I, I didn't do that. I, I, I did my best to kind of create that insulated atmosphere for myself and I didn't quite get there. Um, I kind of wish I saw it in the theater for the first time. Though. It's in a way it's a sort of demand. It's, it, it, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's prison. If you're in, if the, you can't stop the movie, you're in a dark room alone with this thing. Um, Even with the action, it's prison because you keep expecting so much more to happen and you keep expecting things to progress. And it's like, I mean, they do progress, but you blink and you'll miss it. It's right. that kind of movie. Sure. You don't understand that her dropping a fork is one of the most important things in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and right. Yeah. I mean, in a way, stuff does happen, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Overcooking the potatoes. It's a big moment. Uh, you know, Um <laughs> I guess my question, like, what were you feeling the first hour? Were you frustrated? Um, Because that seems to be the consensus for most people. They find it incredibly frustrating. For those who don't know what the movie is, they'll start the movie and they really, really, really hate it. And then the more they let it sit... I guess knowing what what it it was coming into it helped. Because it did help me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at the same time, I, I think... The number one spot on the list is a little it's unfair to this movie because, you know, you go into it now ex- with with the expectation of it's going to be know, awesome. Yeah, all of film history on his shoulders. Awesome. And this is just not a movie. Like if you're asking me what's the best movie of all time, this is just not a movie that pops up in my head. It's just not, you know, it it is not, in my opinion, the embodiment of cinema uh, Well not even of cinema <laughs> But of our relationship to cinema How about that Yeah that's definitely true yeah, both. Humans relationship to movie That's picture. a great point Yeah that this doesn't at all Represent the way like Anyone really views movies Right You can't like You can't watch this movie The same way you watch Almost any film In the top 10 that they did Even Mulholland Drive Sure Right Straight frankly Um Oh that's, yeah, Mulholland Drive is is fucking Avengers Endgame compared to this. Breeze. Yeah, oh my god. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It really is more purely a piece of just art. Yes. Just pure artistic expression. Like it's just just so happens to be a film. And it, it that idea is more stark here than I think I've ever seen, which is why I'm I I do honestly think the closest comparison are those things you go to a museum and see. Yeah. I've seen these movies before, just never 
released this way. They've always been at like the New Britain Museum of National Art or right. American Art or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um uh the the um oh, what's that movie called with Adam Driver? Patterson. Mm. Um the uh why am I blanking on the name of one of their our Jim Jarmusch? great art yes, our great auteurs. Uh yeah, it, the Jim Jarmusch movie kind of gets at some of the stuff that this movie gets at. This one I think is a lot more cynical and a lot more like yes, you know, very dark. outwardly feminist and particularly with the final statement that the movie makes. Um very bleak. You know, that movie's kind of about the joy of life and the joy of routine and living and the poetry that you find in life's little moments. Oh, and this one has <laughs> uh, nothing kind to say about it at all. No, but like that is a movie that, you know, repeats the same scene over and over again, but there's Adam Driver narration and there are, you know, I think more overt and obvious changes in the routine. You know, it's not as little as, you know, Jean Delman loses her spot at the cafe. You know, it's not as subtle as that. Or, you know, she's chopping the potatoes a little more violently than she was the day before. Um, The timing for like when she has dinner it's yeah. just a little out of whack. Right. Yeah, exactly. Not quite right. right. Doesn't, yeah, the lighting is, in the room yeah. is a little off because the sun is at a different part of the sky at that point in the, yeah. the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess watching the first hour, first of all, I was enthralled. Mm-hmm. I, like at a certain point, like you really fall under the spell of the movie and the, you're you're and you're in you're really into it. Just like analyzing each subtle movement. I have a question about that though because i agree with you that was my experience i have a i have a like do you think ackerman would be okay with someone like enjoying the movie because i actually the movie did lull me it did start to i did start to just enjoy my time existing in this space yes watching the routine and feeling like i had found my footing only for the movie to say no right you this was this was this is not something you ever want to have your footing in yeah but I did have my footing in it. Is yeah. that a problem? Um, I don't know. I, th- I Okay, by the end of it, I felt the same sense of rage that the character does. Mm. I, I Like, to me, like, I wasn't simply observing. Like, I was definitely, like, I felt the frustration. I felt the boredom. Like, this is, this is yeah. a perfect example of good boredom in film. Oh, it's like the example. It is of like the, good, right, good it's the example, right? You know, like, boring is a pejorative, and I think it rightly so is a pejorative. But I think in this case, like, you, that boring makes you feel something. Yeah, it got, ar- it got around those criticisms to me just because it was so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And just because it's like, I, I also agree with you. Like, I did, I did for the most part, like, feel and understand what was going on with this character. I mean, it was hard not to just by sitting with the movie for the hour. Yes. Um, I mean, you feel the days. I mean, the days yeah. actually feel yeah. like days watching it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like a half hour movie time. Like, it, it definitely feels like you've been sitting there the entire day and you know every detail of every chore that she had to do. I do have one major major complaint with this movie okay i expressed it to, to japriel that's it now that i think about it could be a one out of five movie for this reason alone okay um uh w- did you see jean dealman go to the bathroom once yeah it's kind of the jack bauer thing <laughs> where were the toilet breaks the, it, it was all it was all <laughs> i mean you I see her taking a bath but she doesn't she doesn't take a shit <laughs> or a piss <laughs> Where were the bathroom breaks? <laughs> Excellent point. Never thought about that. It, that was always the complaint with 24. Yeah. 
Jack never eats, he never sleeps, and he never goes to the bathroom. Exactly. He's always fighting terrorists on an empty stomach and a, woman, and, a, and a large bladder. This is a superwoman right here. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I get that. She I does guess. eat. She does drink. Oh, she certainly does. Drink she does. Just saying. I'm just saying, Ackerman, I think you fucked up. <laughs> I mean a minor detail. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I I was I was pretty blown away by it to be honest with you in a way that I wasn't really expecting. And and oh yeah, no, me too. You know, I I, I, I was ready to be confrontational with it. I was I was ready to kind of jump all over the movie and jump all over sight and sound for putting this movie at the top of the list. And uh, I I don't necessarily feel that way. I don't. I, again, like I think no. my issues are. Larger with the methodology of the list, yeah, no, and my, some of the stuff that was left off, more so than the movie itself being, you know, yeah, you know, um, but I mean, I don't know, like, it's 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 one of the strangest experiences I've ever had watching a movie. I mean, it's oh, quite, it's like quite crazy, yeah. Like uh, the the only thing for me that compares with like this level of singularity in what the movie is is like playtime for me. Mm. You know, they're very different. Also made the list, by the way. Good, good. Very different movies. But that was like, that was another one of those experiences. Like, I really don't have anything else to compare this to. I really don't have an experience to compare this to. Because there are many movies where, you know, I I can, you know, confidently say I've never seen anything like that. But there are things you get, like, I can kind of point to this movie in a a little bit or point to this idea over here that the movie's expressing. Or just like, generally speaking, like the, the, techniques they're using Mm -hmm. you know kind of carry over the reason i say i've never seen anything like it is how they mix them together but you know whatever um this is a case where i can't even really even do that because cinematically like if you wanted to criticize the movie you could say that this is cinematically dull as fucking dirt because it is Mm -hmm. i mean even like the framing too like the camera literally doesn't move no it doesn't move camera doesn't move doesn't rack focus no it doesn't it doesn't pan up it doesn't you know swerve around it doesn't even give you that you know it cuts her off half the time right emphasizing the feeling like you're just stuck in this claustrophobic prison yes you can move within it but it, it's 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 not flinching <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah i mean sometimes right the the it feels like furniture. The camera feels like a piece of furniture because it'll cut. Like it's almost like you're watching like uh, like you're watching surveillance footage. Like it'll cut and you'll watch the the our hero enter the space. Yes. And then when it leaves the frame, you cut to another space. And again, it's another static shot. There's often not much very satisfying about the cutting. It's just meant totally. to establish space because often the cuts. It felt like when they were cutting it, they just you know they obviously let the take play and there was like you know twenty seconds of, of footage left over and they didn't even bother to really check when to cut they just said and then she leaves the 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 screen here here's a couple inches of of uh a film boom there without any real rhyme or reason right it's just and then we cut yeah <laughs> it's like what why didn't you cut i did think it was kind of effective tension it is, building. no 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 it is i'm not i'm not i'm not criticizing yeah, it, it like is, I, i'm not even sure it wasn't purposeful but it, it definitely feels yeah i don't know it it, it it's not it's not even so much a relief at the end. I don't, I don't necessarily feel relief when the camera cuts. Um but it it I do get the sense that there's something simmering. Like I get the sense that there's a a slow boil happening under all of these scenes and that I mean that is well, by definition good filmmaking even if it doesn't call attention to itself. And that yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you're going for like imaginative filmmaking, I mean this isn't really 
it. It's not the point of the movie. It is important, though. I will say, like, the film itself is is sort of a testament to what film can do. It's not, it's not just that film can do everything and be amazing. It's also that it can do very, very little and still be amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is a great e- example of that. Why, why I think it is, you know, w- you know wor- obviously it's worthy of this list. I mean, I, I wasn't really going to argue that. Um, and yeah, I... I what was I? I I think the thing that really you know, and as far as like talking about the tension and the simmering and all that, it for me it's it's it's. I mean, honestly, it's less so the the technical tricks that the movie's pulling. It's just the performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most fascinating thing about this is trying to pick up on the changes in uh, Jean uh, herself, right? And that is that's the entertainment. If you're if you're to ask me anything, right? Studying this character mm-hmm. for the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the scissors, I was like, yeah, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the end of the movie for people that haven't seen it, but it's a bit of a, <laughs> it's a what the fuck moment. Yeah. To say the least. It's it's a hell of a punchline. Yeah. It's just, it's an excellent punchline. It's It's like the whole movie is yeah, literally building for one moment. Yeah. And it makes total sense. Yeah, like, but and and you know, like, like it's like a great joke too. It's like, <laughs> even though the movie is not, it's not funny. It's not meant to be a laughing no. matter at the end. But like, it's not funny. <laughs> it's like listening to Norm's moth joke, Norm McDonald's moth joke. It's oh, like, in that sense, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, wow, that punchline came out of nowhere. But man, was it worth the journey? It came out of nowhere, but it's also obvious at the same time. In my right, and that was sort of how I felt about it. I have seen reactions to the ending and people actually not liking it at all. Some people find it goofy. Some people think it comes out of oh, I don't le- feel that way. Left field. Some people think the execution is sloppy. I I understand why they might say that, but I didn't. That wasn't my emotional reaction to it. So. Mine, yeah, so, mine neither. Uh, yeah, it worked. It worked. And the final five minutes of the movie is just like a static shot of her just sitting there reflecting on what she did maybe not even reflecting on what she did just being completely empty right yeah uh really good movie great movie really good yes um amazing movie as a matter of fact <laughs> let's get to our personal list okay let's do this we decide to task ourselves uh with uh you know we decided really uh, not only to talk the talk but walk the walk you know Oh, and I overdid it, baby. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're <laughs> criticizing all these uh, all these critics, all these directors. I think we need to do it ourselves here. All right, all right. I have a, I have some crazy ones here. So, what exactly did you do? You you have individual ballots. Are they organized with any rhyme or reason, or did you just make a list of fifty five? Uh, let's see what I got. I got eleven plus thirteen plus twelve plus eleven plus eleven. So whatever that math comes out to. Okay, but are these are, are these Ballots are they thematically or do they each sort of have something in common? Nope, random as fuck. Just random, random as fuck. Okay, uh, With not the really the exercise, but okay. No, well, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it, but but it's emphasizing my point where it's, it's like, hard. Yes, where it's, it's like hard. you could do this combination of movies, you could do that combination of movies, and it's not necessarily wrong. Right. Uh, the only one that has a through line is my first list because it's like a collection of three different directors. Okay. That's it. Otherwise, the rest are quite random. All right, give me one of your lists. <laughs> Do you want the the most like like chalky list to ease your way into it? Yeah, it, okay, sure. Chalky as fuck. Here we go. Uh, 1 through 11. <laughs> Ron, uh-huh. Seven Samurai, Rashomon, Yojimbo, Throne of Blood, Ikiru, uh, High and Low, 
all Akira Kurosawa, all should be on the greatest movies of all time list. Mm. I, I okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Snooze. <laughs> People got mad at Ty West. Did you see that? What did he do? He okay. Here's what here was his list, and everybody got like mad at him. Citizen Kane, The Godfather, 2001, Apocalypse Now, Psycho, Sunset Boulevard, Chinatown, Jaws, Taxi Driver, Easy Rider. Everybody's like, oh, this fucking hack. <laughs> it's very, I mean, I wouldn't get mad at it. I mean, I get like it is as chalky as, <laughs> as you could get. As humanly possible, but. But I, like, it's not wrong. <laughs> no, it's not wrong. And like, that, that was the thing too. And when I made my list, I was kind of having a hard time with that because. There were certain movies like I cannot possibly leave these off the list. Like you I have to. That's the. Problem. I mean, I can't live with myself. Like if if like okay to me, Apocalypse Now is the the most impressive work of filmmaking. It is the hardest movie to make, maybe in the history of moving picture. Like I, I would argue, Fury Road has surpassed it. Well, whatever. I mean, okay, <laughs> fine. But like to me, like a po- but you take but, into consideration technical constraints at the time, the behind the scenes, the drama, behind the scenes yeah. drama, all of, and then the final product. You take the source material. How do you make that source material work? How do you deal with Brando at the end? Yeah, like all of that shit. Um, and and it ends up being one of the greatest movies of all of all time. Yeah, like, it's a miracle. There's no escaping that. To me, that is one of the ten best best achievements for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is it one of my ten favorites? Is it one of the ten that I revisit the most? Is it one of the ten that is, um, you know, the greatest reflection of my personal tastes and my personal idiosyncrasies? No, probably not. Again, but you have to be honest. It's like, huh, so I put rounders on. I mean, I'm like, what do, what do you want me to do? Fine, but these lists can be weird like that. Yeah, like, I, don't like, know. I saw some strange ones, bro, with some of the things that the directors put on. Like, I didn't expect that, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there were a couple directors' lists I wanted to also like shout out really quick. Oh yeah, um, I loved Gina Prince Blythewood's or Blythewood's list. Oh, she she did uh, the Woman King earlier this year and a bunch oh. of uh, love and basketball and stuff. Uh, broadcast news hoop dreams fucking oh two bangers. Okay, so I I didn't include any documentaries on purpose, but I was thinking about a bunch. Hoop dreams would have been the one. You, you yeah. can all, are, are we allowed to do that documentary? Sure. All right, all right cool. Uh, hoop dreams has to make the cut. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Goodfellas, Ordinary People, The Graduate, oh Eve's Bayou, Out of Sight. <laughs> there we go that's what i'm talking about i mean like hell yeah but also like i okay i mean like w- the reason that i love out of sight is because it's not trying to be one of the 10 best movies of all time but that's what makes it one of the 10 best movies of all time you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's that mandalorian effect <laughs> 12 years a slave the godfather slumdog millionaire slumdog, millionaire. slumdog that's a little that's a little ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, but I see. I love some of these though. That kind of just go for it, you know. But I love the ones that like I didn't expect that from a director. Like Peter Greenaway had Gladiator and Blade Runner on there. I was like, he likes Gladiator and Blade Runner. Really? That really surprised me. Oliver Stone had Avatar. Whoa. <laughs> Michael Mann did not have Avatar. Although last time he put Avatar in, so people were very upset with him. Oh, interesting. Uh, I thought George Miller also had a pretty good like Weird. fuck it list you yeah know? yeah he did he godfather did. 2 battle of algiers pinocchio groundhog day fuck yes mm. fuck to the yes yeah, groundhog that's, that's day i love that choice yeah. mash boyhood 
<laughs> boyhood. Alien, Parasite, Grand Budapest Hotel, Schindler's List. Hell yeah. I love that list. That's a good list. Yeah, but see, I wouldn't feel right. It's okay. But that's why I'm not George Miller, I suppose. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it is right, and then it's not completely right. Isn't, isn't that how it goes? That's why I did a, I did a bunch of lists. <laughs> right. That's why you got to do more than 10. doesn't make any fucking Phil sense. Phil Tippett, who did Mad God, he put RoboCop and Starship Troopers on the list. <laughs> it's just fucking gangster. <laughs> that is so gangster. It's like, yeah, my movies are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> he worked on both of those. That's amazing. Good for you. See what Wes Anderson did? No, I didn't. Again, just another reason I just fucking hate Wes Anderson. Can't do it. Uh, like most of us, I think I don't actually have ten favorite movies. I thought I would pick ten favorite French ones because <laughs> I'm in France right now, listing this list. Oh my god! So he put ten French movies: La Grande Illusion, okay. Madame de, you know, whatever. Um, what else did I want to see here? Oh, Martin McDonough. I liked his. His was pretty good. Um, Armando Iannucci, I think, had a pretty good one, too, because he was not afraid to put comedies on there. Yeah, no, that's one that I was seeing that was kind of getting uh, snubbed. I tried to put a few on. He on put uh, Life of Brian on his. Oh, that Life of Brian. OK. Yeah. And there, there's just a there are certain like what? Why is an airplane in contention here? You know, what I, I don't mean? know. Like there's a certain kind of comedy. Obviously, the Buster Keaton yeah, okay. movies got on. But but like, shouldn't shouldn't there be a representation of genre, too? You got to think about if all the comedies that have ever been made, airplanes got to be in the top 10. So therefore, it's got to be one of the best movies ever made. Right. You would think. But I guess not. I guess that's not how it works. I guess not. Okay. Give me another list. All right. Right below that. Here we go. Blade Runner, Alien, Doctor Strangelove, A Clockwork Orange, Come and See, All That Jazz, Chinatown, The Kid by Charlie Chaplin, uh, Eight and a Half, and Zodiac. Bong had Zodiac on his. I know. Go Bong. Bong's list was sick. Psycho. I loved his. Psycho, The Housemaid, Rocco and His Brothers, Vengeance is Mine, Raging Bull, A City of Sadness, Cure, (laughs) Zodiac, Mad Max Fury Road, Happy as Lazaro. If that ain't the most Adam Hall list I've ever seen in my life. I just love Bong. Bong's the fucking man, I love him so much. I want to give him a hug. I love that guy. Remember when like Bong won the Oscar and he was just like staring at the Oscar? That's the best clip ever. His his accepted speeches, like his and Olivia Coleman's, are my two favorite in recent history. Yeah, those are really good. Great stuff. Mm. Well, I'm not done. You want me to keep going? Until... Please. All right. So another another variation that I did. I want you to get it down to ten, though. No. I want to see you try. I did. I. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I spent a long you know, time. You know me. I overwrite. I might if I ever yeah. write a script, it's three hundred fucking pages yeah, long. You are I, an overwriter. And then I got I got to narrow it down, and it drives me insane. Mm. Uh, <laughs> my next one. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> Seven, the four hundred blows, clear from five to seven. In the mood for love, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tuki Buki, uh, Persona, Wild Strawberries, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Mad Max Two, The Road Warrior, and The Godfather. That's a good one. That's one of my favorites of the one that I came up with. <laughs> Solid list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. See Tuki Buki. Okay, I will. Uh, I, I. Yeah, I mean, Road Warrior kind of has to be talked about right yeah along with i mean fury road i know is the, I, the only, but you you banned that because of it's not ready yet right it's not ready yet yeah it's not ready even though yeah it's 
it's it'll be it will be on there. I saw a vote for Mad Max too. I don't remember what director put it on there, but I remember seeing a vote. Okay, sure. Fincher would have done that. Fincher loves that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Fincher's list is somewhere. Where is his list? I gotta see that shit. Yeah, it's somewhere. Uh, the Coen Brothers might have also really liked uh, Mad Max too. Put it in that I didn't movie. see a Coen Brothers ballot. Uh, but yeah, that one is one of my. I didn't f- see a Tarantino ballot either. Really? I'm not sure if he didn't vote. Oh, okay. Or not. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorites that I that I came up with. Okay. Not, uh, two more. <laughs> uh, Playtime, Stalker, No Country for Old Men. Uh, I thought about Fargo. That No Country is my favorite. I I thought about Fargo. Yeah, had to had to go No Country. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find the room. There you go, though. Yeah, there you go. Couldn't find the room. Precisely the point. Uh, Battleship Potemkin, Shame, uh, Singing in the Rain, Notorious, Stranger on the Train, Psycho. So Hitchcock's off the board now. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, The Godfather Part Two, and Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. And let's finish this up now. Uh, last one. This is probably the wackiest one. But hey, you know something? All of them should be on a list somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead, hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw was a movie I saw a lot of directors had on their ballots, and I'm surprised it didn't crack the top 100. Y- yeah, me too. Should, that it, is a movie that of directors of a certain generation and of a certain age that are in the business now, like that's a movie you hear all the time referenced. One of the most important films for a director that's ever been, in yeah. my opinion. Strangely, you wouldn't have thought, but it is. Right. Uh, so yeah, Texas Chainsaw, Predator, uh, The Exorcist, Young Frankenstein, uh, Robocop Over Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. That's my favorite Okay uh, Robocop There Will Be Blood Eraserhead Blue Velvet Before Sunrise And The Thing Solid Um, Couple points on that Okay Do you Find it interesting That Mahalan Drive Is sort of the consensus Lynch film because for a while there, it was Blue Velvet, and it feels like Mulholland Drive has kind of taken over. And I have a, I have a couple similar questions um, about other movies on this list, but that that was one. I don't necessarily disagree with it, but it's kind of interesting that the failed ABC pilot that you know came after Twin Peaks and was kind of rejiggered into a feature film is now considered his masterpiece. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because of the subject matter? I'm not sure. Because I don't think it's his best movie. I genuinely believe it's... I, I think f- Blue Velvet's better, too. Yeah, but. I think it's Blue Velvet or it's Eraserhead, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad Eraserhead also got the recognition. Was Blue Velvet kicked off? Uh, no, Blue Velvet was still on. Okay, good. I think it was 84. Yes, 84. Yeah. For the record, there's always... Like, I've, I've been on this, sh- this show, and I think... Uh, uh, I, it's been it's been said that I don't like Mulholland Drive. That's not true. No, I do like that's, it. That's slander. It's yes. It's it's not. I I do like Mulholland Drive. Fake it's, news. It's just not my favorite David Lynch movie. <laughs> mm. uh, I also found it interesting. Once upon a time in the West. Yeah, that one was that's, beloved. That's that's the only Leone movie. Not on good, the, the list. bad, the ugly. Think about that. No good, the bad, and the ugly. No. Wow. So that's another interesting one. I I also happen to agree with that. I think I I've, I've made that point clear. That that is my favorite Leone. I I didn't think that that was a common opinion. Yeah. But apparently it is. Maybe Letterbox just took over everyone because I have seen it on Letterbox featured quite prominently. That's the Western. Yeah, I do wonder too. Um, the internet culture and stuff. Yeah, the internet culture. 48 of the 100 movies on this list are owned by Janus Films and are streaming on the Criterion channel. Mm. What does that tell you? Mm. Is it just that Criterion's really good at getting the best movies 
or that they're really good at setting the taste that the critical consensus abides by. I don't know. You might be right. Something to think about. Yeah, you might be right. Like everyone's, and I'm not saying like fucking, you know, the Lord of the Rings movies and Avengers Endgame should be on the list, but like, I would. Everybody- I, would I would say <laughs> Endgame should not be on the list, but I, w- I would actually argue all three of the Lord of the Rings films should be on the list. Well, whatever. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm not saying that, but I think everyone gives the IMDb crowd a lot of shit. The film bros, the, the Fight Club fans, and the fucking Shawshank fans and whatever, the Dark Knight fans, like... I know it. We all give them a lot because they're like fucking dorm room bros that like yeah, just, engage with film on a very like shallow level. But sometimes y'all are just as predictable as them, oh, just yeah. in another direction. Also, you know what the, I mean? Well, that's the problem is that I don't. Do those people really have that much influence? They're just fucking around, right? What's the big deal, right? Um, and I thought the same way when I saw the two Miyazaki movies pop up, and I I love both of those movies, particularly Spirited Away. But my neighbor Totoro was the other one, right? My neighbor Totoro was the other one. That wouldn't be my pick. I would have gone with uh, Princess Mononoke. Fair enough. But those are the only two animated movies. So we only watch Miyazaki movies now. Like that to me was a major tell. Yeah. Like that was a tell where it's like, all right, doesn't seem like there's a lot of animation fans in the voting body. They were told at one point in time by a professor or something that Miyazaki is the gold standard. And now we're just going to ignore all the Disney films, all the, you know, all the other anime, all the fucking <sighs> Akira's not in the running. It's not. Well, I don't know. It's not here. Oh, no. Oh, that's. The, these are the the only two animated films are Studio Ghibli Miyazaki films. That's not right. That ain't right. Just saying. Yeah, that's what that's what I, we were saying at the beginning of the pod. There's a little bit of transparency here. I don't know. Yeah. We 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 lived through it. We saw we saw these crowds, you know. We saw kind of like how they were gearing the conversation, and you know, I know you backed up on this a lot. Where it's like, get 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 out get out of your fucking ass, guys. <laughs> it's it's bigger than than just this over here. As great as this stuff is, and it is great. Uh, Again, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't need to be here. I'm no. not like making like the point of like, oh, the the biggest movies are the ones that are the best. I'm not saying that. I'm just eh, there's a little bit of. Yeah. No, I agree with you. There's a little bit of pretentiousness yes. with not much depth to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Here's my list. I did the work and got it down to 10. Good for you. All right. No fucking short list here. What? All right. This is it. This is the list? This is the list. The list? This is my top 10. This is bigger than sight and sound? If I were voting, these are the 10 I would vote for. Wow. And I'll explain why. <laughs> Citizen Kane's the most important movie of all time. It has to be there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Has to be there, and I would not be doing my job right if I didn't include it. Also, doesn't have to be there. Doesn't have to be. I think it does. <laughs> Vertigo has to be there. I'm sorry. It has to. <laughs> You're gonna get so chalky. You're gonna get so obvious. Vertigo's got to be there. It doesn't have to be there. I I omit. I mean, it. listen. I love broadcast news more probably, but I. You know, are there? Films, I love Glenn Gary Glenn Ross more. Are there films that transcend even the list where it's like we know <laughs> we know it, guys? We like if here's the thing: if Citizen Kane were were kicked off the list because we get it, it's now ascended into it's heaven. It's retired. It's retired. It's always there. It's in the pantheon. Now let's talk about other stuff. I like that. Come on. It's done the work. Yeah, kind of like the legends section of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Much like Avengers Endgame, Tony, you can rest now. Right. 
I chose high and low for my Kurosawa pick. That's fine. It's also the movie that if I were to like show you something in film school just to, you know, for for to learn the craft, just to learn the ins and outs practically of how to make a movie. That's the one you'd pick? I think that's the one I would Ooh, pick. Okay, interesting. It's it's not overly experimental. It's not really breaking any rules. It's just following all the rules of cinema really, really well. Yeah, I agree. Let's it be it should be on a top one hundred. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange Love is my Kubrick pick. Okay. Oh, you're so you're gonna buy like individual directors. I also think it's well. I don't know. I mean, kind of. There's a little bit of a quota there, I suppose. Okay. Here I am, just being a hypocrite. See, I tr- yeah. that's why I tried to make mine like really random. Right. I also think it's the best comedy of all time, so I put it there for that reason. Could be. Yeah. I had to put a comedy of some kind. Sat. It's my favorite um, satire, probably next to maybe RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, comedy. I, I think my favorite uh, representation would have been. Um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's that's for me. Last picture show I put on just for me. No, that's that, was that on the list? It did not make the list. Oh no! The only ballad I saw it on was Richard Linklater's. Wow, which makes perfect sense. But uh, yeah, apparently not good enough. For Jesus Christ, that's a real shame. The top one hundred. Again, just for me. Uh, the Godfather. You ever heard of it? It's got to be on the list. I'm sorry. It's my favorite movie <laughs> <It's> ever made. <laughs> sorry. Godfather. Classic. I've never seen it. <laughs> Apocalypse Now is on. Okay. Don't want to repeat the Coppolas, but I have to. Uh, E.T. is kind of one for me, one for them. You know what I mean? A little yeah. bit of both. Kind of threading the needle there. Over Jaws. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Really? It, just, it is what it is, man. Okay. Raiders, Schindler's List. That's fine. Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. I'm so boring. Yeah, I was gonna say like, <laughs> where? <laughs> what are you? I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> it's like Caddyshack. Well, we're waiting. Okay, I made one out there choice okay. just for me, just to be fucking weird. Has no shot of making it. It's Synecdoche, New York. That's fine. That to me. That's it, a cool. It, no, that's fine. It is the perfect embodiment of everything I look for in a movie. It is like my psyche manifest. Uh, it is a singular vision. Yes. It, it, it perfect combination of script, performance, directing, why you, visuals. Why do you feel bad about that? I don't feel bad. No, I but put you it said, on. I don't feel bad. No, but you, you, you talked about like no chance. No, why? It, it, I mean it, it's not going to make a top one hundred, but might. I, I don't think so, but <laughs> you know, maybe, yeah, maybe one maybe day it will. Maybe it will. Yeah, yeah. I was struggling with. It. I was thinking, like, ooh, do I need a Charlie Kaufman because he's been really popular this decade? Do I need him? Do I need a a, a Spike Jones movie? I considered her at a at a point. You know, but hers great adaptation. Being John Malkovich, but no, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, that's my list. If I were to vote, that's the list I would send in. Oh, neat. And film Twitter would probably make fun of me. I think all, all all the lists I just presented, all all of those movies, in my opinion, should be there. Even the ones, the, even the weird ones. My favorite list, though, if you were to ask me of the ones that I just came up with, I think Seven, Four Hundred Blows, Cleo, In the Move for Love, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Tuki Buki, Persona, Wild Strawberries, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail, Mad Max Two, The Godfather. I think that's my favorite list of the ones, of the ones that I made. Um. Okay. Good. We've talked. We did. We talked a lot. We've talked a lot. 
What, what did I, <laughs> I definitely got this one wrong. I think I, I said 45 minutes. We could do 45 minutes. <laughs> Where are we at, Nico? <laughs> We're at an hour and a half. <laughs> Hell yeah. There uh, yeah, this was good. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I thank Sight and Sound for giving us podcast fodder. Oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> listen, oh, it's a flawed list, but what list isn't? Sure. And, um, I love fucking debating this shit and talking about it. It's great. It's great. We were just talking. I don't think you could debate it. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun, though. I'm the Nothing op- better than just like you open up a, a, a your web browser on an afternoon, a slow afternoon. And it gets and just a reaction. See, and just see a list of movies. Yeah, yeah. Don't you love just reading movies? Yes, absolutely. You're like, ah, the general. I'm on. <laughs> yep. Oh, Chunking Express. Wow. Okay. Yee yee. I, I am on the side of the camp. Nico want. I I I don't want them ranked. Nico does want them ranked. I do want them ranked. I say don't fucking. I love rank, lists. Rank them. I uh, I insist on more. Not Ugh. less. It's still a list if you don't rank them. There are uh, movies that aren't included on a list. Yeah, I, I like unranked lists too. I like all kinds of lists. I've always liked lists. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Nico died here. A man, a lover of lists. That's right. Uh, let's see. I will close out. Let me pick a random fucking director here that would be funny. Uh, I'll close. Oh, here we go. We'll close today with uh, the list of one of our great auteurs working today. An Oscar winner in his own right. And uh, I don't know, one of the most hated people in the history of this podcast, <laughs> Adam McKay. <laughs> oh no! Citizen Kane Network, La Ventura, Do the Right Thing, Jean Delman, The Sound of Music, A Separation, Blue Velvet, Kung Fu Hustle, and Office Space. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. 